Uh, welcome to the first episode. I'm excited to get this started. And ultimately, I believe I have a lot of insight that I can give both new people to the field of accounting slash audit um, and also people that have been doing this for a little while. To get it started, I uh, just want to introduce myself. I will go by the newbie auditor and uh, I started off my career in the big four uh, and spent about three to four years there and then went to a smaller firm um, that was about top 10, top 15-ish, and I've kind of stayed there. Uh, ultimately, you know, I enjoyed my time at the big four. Uh, you know, definitely was fast-paced. It was a great place to start my career, uh, but I ended up traveling just a little bit too much. Um and whenever I kind of voiced my opinion, uh, you know, they weren't really willing to work with me in the way that I thought. Um, I was also a lot younger then, too, so the hours didn't really bother me as much. Uh, and I got a free dinner <laughs> back in the day. So um, nowadays, I'm not quite sure if I would be able to do the big four again uh, just due to the way my mindset is and uh, what I do on a daily basis and the work-life balance and all that good stuff. Uh, so... So today I have a few things that I wanted to discuss related to the field of audit. Uh, ultimately, I feel that these are important. Uh, first, I'm going to get into how to get into the field and then uh, discuss the internship related to that process. I'll discuss the overall ability of getting your CPA before you get in to your full-time gig. And then uh, I'll talk about some of the ways that you can succeed in audit. Uh, so first, how to get into the field. This was something that whenever I was in school, I didn't even really know what the big four was. Um, and there were times where I really didn't know what I was going to do uh, as an accounting major. So to take a step back, ultimately the big four, uh, they are known as uh, the bigger firms uh, globally and nationally um, here in the U.S. And so basically, you know, looking at Deloitte and Touche, Ernst & Young, KPMG and PWC, which is also known as uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers. Uh, these are the big four companies that have essentially been known as the big four or probably since 2001. And 2001 is uh, known to be related to the Enron scandal. And I'll do another podcast over that. Uh, we essentially hit the 20 year anniversary of that. Uh, this past year, or this year rather. Uh, before that, there was the big five. Uh, like I said, Enron kind of took down the fifth firm, which was Arthur Anderson. And then, you know, I, I, ultimately I believe there was probably the big six, big eight at you know in the 90s and 80s. But right now it's known as the big four, and I mentioned them earlier. But these are the firms that most individuals like to start their career with. Uh, these firms are known for their harder busy seasons, uh, but they are also known for just being able to work with such big organizations, big, you know, four to 500, 100 companies. You get a lot of exposure. Uh, you typically work with really great people, um, smart people, and not to say that there aren't any uh, smart people at other firms. There definitely are. Um, it's just a lot of people who start off at the big four. Um, they, you know, they have a lot of ambition uh, that, you know, 
typically, I think in my case, especially, you realize you could take that ambition to other firms as well. But um, the big four is a great opportunity, especially when you're first starting out. Okay, to discuss the process of becoming an accountant. Of course, you start off as an accounting major. You will see that a lot of people start off there, and then they will kind of move on because they'll take their principles of one and two accounting, and they will realize that that field isn't really for them. Uh, the class that I feel was the separator was the uh, intermediate one and two classes. Those are a little more difficult and complex, uh, and that's when you really see a big drop-off in the field. But assuming you are truly working to get your accounting degree and you get that uh, around you know your sophomore year you'll start to want to get in involved into various groups uh, you know you have beta FSI you have NABA there's a, quite a few others that you could get in and what that does for you is they will invite uh, other firms to come in and speak and as of right now there are uh, a big need for new accountants to continue to grow, especially in public accounting. And so right now you'll have firms coming in uh, to kind of tell them about themselves to you. Uh, so right now you kind of have the, the choice as to where you want to go in the sense of, uh, you know, being able to choose if you want a bigger firm or a smaller firm or things like that. And so around your sophomore year, that's what I would do is start getting involved in groups and getting aware of how, you know, how to obtain an internship. During that process, uh, you will need to get an internship. Most uh, schools these days are doing kind of like a five-year program where you get your bachelor's and master's at the same time. Uh, I took the, the kind of the old traditional route to where I went ahead and got my bachelor's, so that way I could always say I had it. And then um, I'd already had maybe 143 credit hours in my bachelor's. And so I just took, you know, I didn't ever get my master's. I got my MBA later, but that's a different uh, story. But uh, I took, you know, a couple of grad courses to get eligible for the CPA exam. But a lot of times now the schools are doing it so streamlined to where you might as well just do the five-year program and you can probably get that done in four and a half years. But with that being said, you will have to take off a semester, uh, typically the spring semester for your internship. When I first heard about this, I was a little down uh, just because I felt that I was going to delay my graduation date. But what I realized, it was actually great because, one, you're getting a really good paycheck uh, working for a firm uh, during that time, and they treat you really well, um, and you're making really good money. And there's just a, a glimpse as to how your career is going to be. Uh, and so to get an internship, again, start during your sophomore year, start looking at firms and during your junior year, you really need to start interviewing. Um, I would interview as early as possible. Your freshman year, if you're listening, uh, freshman year is a little bit too early. So it's usually that sophomore slash junior year, but you really want to be intentional to make sure you are able to get an internship. Um, typically related to grades, I would say you want to at least have a 3.0, but 3.3 and higher are where you're going to want to be. Uh, and so what I did is uh, I really struggled in intermediate one and two. Um, and so there's some other classes, uh, you know, like that were outside of accounting that I actually made A's in pretty easily. And so um, I was able to boost up my uh, grades from GPA from that. I wouldn't necessarily say that people need to retake classes. If you get a C, I'd probably 
you know, retake it to try to get that B or A. But um, if you're getting a B and you want to get an A, unless you just want a 4.0, um, I wouldn't necessarily retake a class. Uh, I would just try to stay away from the Cs. During the internship, like I said, that was one of the best times I've had in my whole career, uh, just due to it being the first time that I worked at a professional job. Uh, I had done a little, you know, a few smaller jobs, you know, during the summers and, you know, first part of college. But this was the first time I got an experience of the corporate world. And so the internship, I really did learn a lot. Uh, I would just encourage everybody to maintain a positive attitude. Uh, and it also look to see if you can understand the full picture. You typically won't until you start full time and you kind of reach your second or third year. Uh, but the more you can have a mindset as to try to understand how your part is affecting the whole audit, the better I believe that you will be able to get understanding as to the importance of your job. And so the internship is a great way to get an understanding of how you want your career to look like, you can kind of get an understanding of how hard are the other people working to where you may feel like, okay, they work way too much for me or something that you can handle, right? And so uh, typically most schools have it to where when you get done with your internship, you get an offer or not. And through my years of experience, I've only had maybe a couple of people not get an offer as an intern. And typically it was because they had poor attitudes just throughout the whole time. They you know, felt that they were too good for an internship. But everyone else, if they just tried, even if they weren't very good, and uh, we just kind of looked for were they a good person? Could we work with them in a you know um, in an office uh, you know pre COVID of course? And so that's kind of what we were looking for. And so if they had a good attitude, they were very personable. Uh, we liked being around them. They were easily getting an, an offer, even if the skill sets weren't there. Uh, so when you get done with your offer, uh, you will go back to school. Typically, it's for a whole other year uh, to finish up either your bachelor's or your master's. And so what I want to encourage you to do is when you go back to school, uh, you're, you're not going to want to finish because you've seen what the the next step is. And so it may be kind of hard to focus and do well in classes because you've seen the applicable nature of what your degree is getting you on, right? But it's very important that you still pay attention. Uh, you don't want to lose your offer by failing out or you know getting bad grades and things like that. So still work hard. But the, the most important thing is to try to get your CPA exam done. This is what I try to tell every single person because once you start full-time, there's going to be so much new knowledge. And in the first year, you're really going to wonder how you're going to survive survive with this situation because there's so much new stuff. And you're used to having pretty good grades and knowing a lot, and now you're just going to be at the bottom of the total pole and not knowing anything. And so having to study for your CPA exam when you are focusing on the beginning of your career can be very tough. And so typically a lot of people will graduate and then maybe have a summer before they start. Uh, full-time, get your CPA, you know, at least get, I would say, you know, try to get all four parts done, but at least get one or two or three, because the more you progress in the field of public accounting, the more responsibility you have. And just think about this, uh, depending on your, your stage of life, you may have a spouse, you may have kids, and that just makes it even harder to have to study outside of work, outside of learning something new. So get your CPA done, and that's going to be a big help in your career, uh, whether you decide to stay in public accounting or not. Um, uh, 
another thing I want to discuss in regards to how public accounting is, is I always compare ourselves to different um, other fields. So uh, one time, I, you know, my city had uh, a tornado and, um, you know, luckily my house and a few other neighbors' houses were, you know, just fine. Uh, but, you know, you go down to the next block and the whole, uh, you know, host of homes were gone. And so basically what I saw in the next few days is that people were coming out of town uh, to kind of help. So a lot of roofers, a lot of construction people were coming from all over. Um, and so unfortunately people were, you know, they had lost their homes, but then you had these roofers coming in to help out. Right. And so, um, they were just kind of getting, you know, the equipment ready and helping people at their darkest times to at least to where they could try to rebuild, uh, the homes if, you know, all you needed was a new roof or a new window or something like that. And so what I equate our profession to is that there are many times where we are going to be super busy. That's typically called the busy season, right? Uh, but there may be times outside of busy season. And so I always equate that to where we provide a service and our clients need our help. And so we are like the roofers during the busy times where it's like, okay, something bad just happened. Let's see if we can try to help them out. And so there are the times that, yeah, you may be busy, you may be tired, but try to focus and see that you're actually, you know, hopefully doing a good service for the client. The other um, few jobs or careers that I equate public accounting to is kind of like the plumber or the car mechanic, the electrician, whereas you want them to do a good job and treat you fair, right? And so whenever I'm working, uh, you have something called a billable hour. Uh, so I try to make sure what I, am I doing good enough work to where the person that I'm charging would be happy with my work? Um, a lot of times you may not need to worry about this until you're, you know, a little higher in your career, but Whatever, it's okay to slack off and talk and look at Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, social media. Uh, but, you know, would you want your plumber or car mechanic doing other work during the job and then still fully billing you for that work? You know, and so I kind of think of that in regards to the way I work and the way I build my skill set as to try to show the client or my boss, you know, how good of a worker I am. Um, so I. The last thing I wanted to talk about today was that other than getting your CPA, there really is a process for you to grow in the field and become very competitive. Uh, the types of grades that you received in college or the school you went to typically don't matter. Um, of course, get your CPA, but ultimately your work ethic, your attitude, and your ability to be intentional as to how you want to succeed or what's going to um, set you apart. And so basically the, what I mean by that is there are times where I know that I'm not the smartest person in the room by any means, but my work ethic and the way I, you know, typically have myself presented in the audit room goes a long way. And so, uh, one of the things that I want to tell you is that, you know, for your first year or two, um, you know, it's okay to maybe, go after work and, you know, review things here and there to try to get you stronger, to try to get you better, um, stuff that you may not get paid for, right? Because we're salary typically. And so you now become a professional. And so what I try to encourage individuals is to do stuff outside of work to help you, you know, 
gain that competitive edge because ultimately if you're working hard uh, you can easily rise to the top it's not oh i had a 2.9 gpa 3.0 gpa i'm not the smartest person um it's about how hard you work how personable you are and that can go a very long way and so those are some of the things that i wanted to discuss during this episode uh just related to how to get in the field uh, you know from getting into the field all the way through uh you know starting your career some things that can potentially set you apart uh, next week i am going to discuss the really important piece of what you could do to get in um get through busy season because a lot of people truly don't understand what busy season is. And I wanted to give you some tips as to how uh, you can survive that and thrive in it and uh, continue your career. I'll see you guys next time.